This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We have to go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Thoughts and scando-ass women should not be tolerated. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. Fuck that, man. We out here, man. Where's the horns at? Where's the horns?
Jersey, Judah, back. This time it is Saturday evening, 6.19 p.m., 6.19, okay, 6.19. And I'm back with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. I mentioned this yesterday, either last night's episode or yesterday morning's episode, that I was going to be bringing up Andrew Tate. Why, you may ask? Because the most listened to episode is an episode that involves an Andrew Tate interview. So I'm kind of going along with my uh, studied variation or my new variation of the algorithm, my analytics. And the reason why I'm bringing up Andrew Tate is because Andrew Tate is very entertaining. This is one thing that I will not take away from the man. With all of these claims, um, there's just as much people going against the claims, probably more so than the people who are doing the accusing. So I wanted to go through some clips from Andrew Tate, some old clips, some new clips, also something from DJ Academics. He goes over the Vice uh, documentary. It's an hour-long video. We're not going to be going through that. I'll most likely... I remember it starting off at 4. So it was either like 2.34 or 4 minutes in is when he actually... Uh, DJ Academics actually goes over the, you know, the hit piece that Andrew Tate, as you're going to hear, acknowledges that he knows it's a hit piece, but he, he decided to do it anyway, because at that time, he felt he was untouchable. Now, for most people, they're going to look at this as pretty much bullshit. This is all false. I, when it comes to the situation, I'm going to remain neutral, even though he has said things that could, in fact, incriminate himself in the future. I can't just go by that. I want to see, you know, what's really going on. I doubt, even though I'm not the biggest fan of Tate, I doubt that he's involved in all of this type of shit that they say he's involved in. Now, if he has a business, and I know this is going to sound immoral, but it is what it is. He has a business where bitches are going over there. They're appearing naked on on uh, web cameras and they're doing all this shit. With their free will to leave, I, I can't really say anything bad about it. I can disagree with it, but. Plus, <coughs> you don't, I mean, we're, we're just going to go right into it. You know what I mean? Like, this is a very polarizing individual. That is Andrew Tate, as well as his brother, uh, Tristan Tate. But Tristan is more low key, laid back. But we're going to go right into the fuckery, right into the madness. Um, I believe this first clip is when Andrew Tate was talking to um, DJ Academics. And I mentioned this before, the bizarre, like the bizarre interactions of DJ Academics, meaning I went over the Academics assessment where we went through. I mean, because one minute he's talking about the manosphere, the next minute he's talking to people who represent the manosphere. That would be like me talking about how basketball sucks and how basketball is a terrible sport. And then the next minute you see me hanging out with fucking LeBron James. 
You see what I'm saying? Like, it, it doesn't really make much sense. But he's continued these uh, business, I would say business relationships with uh, Fresh and Fit, the Sneakos, um, you know, Andrew Tate, and a couple of other, like, you know, borderline PUA type of guys. But he talks bad about the manosphere. But all that doesn't mean shit. Um, this clip, four-minute clip, he was doing something with academics, pause on a podcast at the Fresh and Fit uh, studio in Miami. So uh, let's get into it. Let me tell you something. Revolutions are nothing more than a bunch of men in one place. It's not women. It's men. If you put enough men on a city square pissed off, a revolution happens. That's what the people in charge of the world are afraid of. So to make sure there's no revolution, what they do is they construct as many divisions amongst the peasants as possible. They make sure the blacks hate the whites, the men hate the women, the Republicans hate the Democrats, and we're all so busy fighting with each other they can laugh from the top because there's not very many of them and there's a bunch of us. I'm telling you, the reason in countries like America, the reason the law is so destructive against men is very, very purposeful. They don't want you to feel like a king. They don't want you to feel powerful. You wake up amongst three bitches. If you have fucking 10 sons from 10 baby mamas, you're going to wake up and feel like the man. You ain't taking shit easy. If you wake up on your fucking third year of a sexless marriage, paying taxes, and your kids don't even listen to you, you don't really feel like rebellion. You don't have it inside of you. This is why there's so much fucking male suicide. This is why men are so depressed. This is why everyone's so unhappy because the life they try and create for men, the things they try and purport, the ideas they try and make us subscribe to are depressing. They want you as a tax slave. They want you as a tax slave. They want you in a sexless marriage with some old fat bitch who hates you. That's what they want. Afraid to leave because they'll take your house and destroy your life's work. And they want you to sit there and pay your taxes until you fucking die. This is all done on purpose. None of this is an accident. It's all very purposeful. And in countries, in countries which are not like this, in countries where men still have that masculine essence, in countries where they're still in control of their own household, when the government tries to become tyrannical, it's far more difficult to do because the men get together and say, you know what, women, clean the house. I'll be back in two hours. I'm going to tell these guys to get fucked. And that's, what, that's, that's the reality of it. This is a control mechanism along with everything else. Everything you see on TV, this is my final rant. Everything you see on TV is a control mechanism. All the shit they put on Netflix is a control mechanism. Telling you that you have mental problems you don't have is a control mechanism. Telling you, oh, you, oh yeah, you can't focus on anything for two minutes because you have ADHD or you're depressed and you can never fix it. They're trying to control you. They're trying to dampen your life force. Making sure your woman doesn't listen to you is a control mechanism. Making sure you can never leave her without being financially destroyed is a control mechanism. It's all control mechanisms, all of it from head to toe. You have to resist the slave mind. You have to look at it all and understand they are trying to make a slave of you. And when I say slave, I do not mean slave likely. I, I mean the word slave. They are printing money from the sky and you're giving up your life for it. If they can create something in unlimited amounts anytime they want and you'll give up your life and time for that said thing, you are their slave. They don't need to use power and control and whips anymore. They just have the, the money print button. It's slavery. And they need to make... That even if you know that, you don't feel powerful enough to do anything about it. All of this, every single thing about the modern world was deliberately constructed to get us to a point where they can come along and lock you in your house for something with a 99.9% survival rate, and you're going to sit there and take it like a bitch anyway. That's what all of this shit is, including being in a position where you can't even tell your own woman she's not allowed out with her friends to get fucking drunk with a bunch of dudes. Because you're not even allowed to do that. If a wife comes home and goes, I want to go out drinking tonight, you go, you're not fucking going nowhere. Oh, I want to go out with my friends from work. You're not going out with them men. That's coercive and controlling behavior. Bro, you can't even tell your bitch not to go get fucking drunk with dudes. They'll call that abusive. That, that you're an abusive misogynist. 
You're Andrew Tate. Cancel him. It's insanity. And it's all done on purpose. I don't want anyone to sit here and think this is some accident we've arrived at or that we're here now and it's, it's no big deal. This is very, very purposeful because when you destroy the warriors of a society, that's how you usher in slavery. First thing the Romans did when they conquered the Greeks is kill all the warriors, all the fighting age males. You leave the soy boys and the bitches, and then you can conquer it. Done. That's what they're doing to us. They're trying to destroy the warriors. So my G's, the ones who are left, don't worry about fucking some pussy. We got bigger fights coming up. We got bigger, we got bigger wars coming ahead of us. So if you want to fuck some pussy, go fuck it. Because I really believe the next 10 years are going to be difficult for men of stature. I really believe that. So that's my final speech. Came here and delivered the sermon. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> now a lot of shit that he was saying there it's a lot of science into uh, a lot of what he was saying um the problem is well it's obvious today you know people are going to look at him in a different light i've already expressed how you know me personally like if you can listen, man, it's it's a wrestling promo. He's doing a promo. This is a promo right here. This is like a pay-per-view. This is a teaser right here. This is the pay-per-view teaser slash promo. And yeah, a lot of shit he was saying. Facts. But, um, you know, things that we got to talk about here going forward, it's going to be a little different. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this, this is probably from the same interview. If not, I'm not sure. This is pretty much the best of Andrew Tate along with DJ academics. Let's continue. Listen, if, if, if I meet a beautiful woman and she has a child, it doesn't mean I won't fuck her, doesn't mean I won't mess with her a little bit, but the chance of me being long-term with that woman while she has another man's kid, for me personally, is 0%. And there's three reasons why that is. The first reason is I watched a documentary about gorillas about six years ago. And let me tell you something about how gorillas work. Five male gorillas and five female gorillas in a fucking, I don't know what you call it, pride of gorillas, but a bunch yeah, of motherfucking gorillas, yeah? Five males, five females. That's not, that's not five couples. You have one alpha gorilla fucking all five women and the other four gorilla men get no pussy unless they beat the alpha up. But they can't because he's the alpha, he's the big G. So the big G has all the gorillas, right? Once he impregnates one of them gorillas, he doesn't really have that much interest in the baby. And what happens is once she's knocked up and she has a kid, he's too busy trying to find a new bit of pussy with never had a baby and chasing the other female gorillas. And what happens is the other four, the beta gorillas, turn up and pretend to look after that baby to get themselves some gorilla puss. That's what happens. So now let's, uh, let's extrapolate that out, right? So we're talking about the bum in high school, right? Yes. Man, if my man can run around and impregnate four bitches and then some other dudes come along taking his yes. kid to school. Yes. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. I ain't that guy. No. Neither am I. So you you feel me? Yo, neither am I. Look at your world travel. Because if you were just fucking just always like stateside, yep. you're gonna get shamed with the term of you got a little dick energy. Oh bro, listen and you you got a little dick energy because you wait, you won't take little Johnny that was born with the girl that you're fucking, but he was born by the nigga who Fucked her and dipped. That's he's, right. He's on to his other woman. That's right. If you won't bring him to school because you're dealing with his now, his mom, 
You have a little big energy. You don't have confidence. Confidence now, they're rebranding it. They're rebranding it back in. It ties back in perfectly to what you were saying earlier about traveling. If you go to Russia, I lived, yes. I lived in Moscow for a while, right? I listened to, to, to everything you were saying. I'm like, yo, this is like a different land. Bro, I've never been. Bro, you, in, in Russia, a woman with a child ain't going to get a dude. She ain't going to get a guy. So the reason they break up less, the reason the women stick by the men, the reason the women are more loyal is because by the time she has that man's kid, her chance of leaving and dating somebody else is fucking zero. So unless, her, if her man's still basically paying the bills, all right, he cheats, he does what he does, but he's home twice a week and the bill's paid. She ain't got nowhere else to fucking go because the idea of being a single mother and getting a man in my place like Russia is zero. You come here to America and it's just like, oh yeah, you're right, you should take him to school. I don't owe that motherfucking nothing. Yeah, mine. Well, she's a cool person, like like just dealing with. But there's a woman named Brittany Renner. She's a <laughs> basketball player, right? Basketball player. I think everyone was kind of clowning. He was no partial to it, right? She made a video and she says, "Listen to this." She says, "It's step daddy season." Fuck that. You can see, guys, very recently how Brittany Renner ended up. Mission failed. We'll get him next time. Treacherous. She's looking for dudes to be a father for the kid she had with the basketball player. He doesn't want to buy something. And she's even saying, oh, he should go get a girl to take care of our kid when with our kids with you. This actually ties into a greater point. We're talking about the gorillas before, but what makes the alpha gorilla the alpha gorilla? In most cases, amongst the gorillas, is testosterone levels. So you look this up, look this up, put it on the screen. Look up testosterone levels and interest in babies. And they find that really high testosterone level men, we love our children, of yes. course, but we can't be around them all fucking day. Like we gonna be like, yeah, baby, <laughs> all right, see, safe, see you next week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because we're about that life. We got shit to do. We ain't sitting there playing. We ain't, sing, we ain't gonna be a, a second mother, right? So on top of that, if you're picking up some dude's kid, we're not gonna all know that the big testosterone to go get new pussy. And you're sitting there changing diapers. That's that's a serious ego shot. Put the put the study on the screen. Testosterone levels link testosterone levels and and time with children. Fathers with super high testosterone levels didn't want to be around their kids as much as the, the soy boys. They want to be another mother, right? And then when you go with a kid, it means you got other shit. Yo, Andrew, keep it on honey with me. I need you to be very, very alive. Yes, this is look at someone who is playing the stepdaddy role. A little bit. Like, he doesn't have kids yet. Yep. So there's dude A, doesn't have kids yet, but he gets with this beautiful woman. Yep. She has a kid. Let's say Russell Wilson. Okay. Of course, now he has kids with her. But at the time when he got with her, he, he didn't have kids. And then he started, like, hanging around a little... The, the kid's daddy was future. Like, little baby future. It was like, hey, I'm going to teach her to throw football. I'm going to bring me here and this and third. I'm the stepdad. Yeah. I always looked at that and be like, yo, man, that's a guy who's just so... He's so selfless. Like, it's not me. I couldn't be that. But I, res- like, I guess I respect it because, like, maybe he's so... Not self. Maybe I'm selfish. Yeah. Is that selfish? I know what you're saying. Maybe because he's so selfless, he doesn't have an ego that he can do this great, amazing thing. Because you, you know what women are gonna say? You're a misogynist because you're just fucking selfish. Well, it's all okay. I know. I know you're right about what they're gonna say, but 
I'm not going to comment on him in, in particular. You're right. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. And it's down to what your dream life is. So I know exactly what my dream life is. What is it? So I'm not even saying I'd pull this off, right? But this is what my actual genuine dream life would be. I think the idea of being tied to one female forever exclusively would be basically torturous. <laughs> now, I'm not saying, no, I'm telling you. Now, I'm not saying I don't want a woman who loves me. I want a woman to be exclusive to me. Yo, you're fresh. Bro. This is a ghost. Bro, <laughs> I want I want a wife. I Keep want, it honey, man. I, I like want, it. I want a wife in regards to her being a wife to me, but I always want my freedom. I value my freedom, right? So I won't date a girl who's older than 25. And that's not even about <laughs> Hello. Hello. Bro, I'm 30, I'm 35 and I got more millions than my fucking age. I'm playing games, right? So I get to choose what I fucking want. And I'll tell you the reason. Why would you do it? Because people say, oh, you, you're a pervert. Let me tell you the actual reason. It's nothing to do with the fact that she's more fertile and I can easily knock her up. It's nothing to do with the fact that even she's better looking because there's some beautiful girls who are old. Yeah. But the younger a girl is, the less bullshit she's been through with men and the softer she is as a person. Mm. The problem is when you get a girl who's 30, how many dicks have been through her? And I'm not even worried about seeing through her. How many times has her heart been broken? How many times she had arguments that she's jaded? It's hard to get some genuine feminine softness out of a woman who's 30 and single. She's been through yeah, too much. She's been through too much. We talk about, bro, we talk about a man's been through trauma. Any bitch that's 30 and single has been through it. She's fallen <laughs> Love, she been cheating on, she got fucking uh, alone, yeah. uh, dude disappeared she in the wedding. She probably thought she was gonna have a kid and be married by oh, 28. Yeah. Yeah. So now she's two years past yeah. that shit. She's frustrated. She's <laughs> the guy she thought he was gonna be with fucked her sister. She's upset at life. <laughs> And, and when she gets with you, you're just another one. That, you're a man too. But they're, yeah, yeah. they're a bit angry. Yeah. The young one, well, she had her heart broken once. So yeah, it's because he's a boy. Yeah, I'm a man. Oh, good, good, good. It's a happier experience. It's not even about how they look. Okay. My point is, Yo. this is why I like younger women. Yeah. They're not jaded. Anyway, so sorry to interrupt you. And what, what's going to happen is when people see this, there's always going to be some old hoe going. When I say old, I mean like 28. She'll be sitting there going, <laughs> you're not a real man because you're a real man. You can handle a strong woman. Da, da, da. You know what? I don't even talk to old hoes. So don't even fucking tell yeah. me because I don't care what you think because I don't want you. So just you think what yeah. you Yikes. Over there. Like, women, women don't respect men with no hoes. Bro, look, look, a girl, look a girl in the eyes and you fuck her, tell her you're going to cheat on her. She, she loves it. Bro, man, they, they don't respect a man. They don't respect the man with no hoes. She goes out of it. She was like, yeah, I ain't going to lie. You don't got no hoes, I don't want that nigga anyway. No, they no, don't. No hoes, no me. No, no woman wants... She like, she like, no hoes, no me. No woman wants the man that no other woman wants. So, that is true. So, so women try this idea of, well, I want a man that I know all the women want, but then he doesn't want them back. I, that, that, that ain't real, right? So the guys, that ain't real. So... What I'm saying is what Will Smith did is he put himself in the position where he had no power and he got abused. And my point is this. When I said that the idea of being with one woman forever is going to be torturous, I'm not even talking about the fact that I don't get the sexual variety. I'm talking about the fact that I cannot see myself five years down the line being in a position of power within my own life and household. I want a position of power. If someone breaks, bro, if, I, if I'm walking down the street with my chick and someone pulls a weapon and I have to fucking deal with him and I end up getting a fucking manslaughter charge, for example, I don't want her fuck with you to jump on a new dick and I'm gonna sell. No, I need I need to have a position of power and control and I need to know she's loyal to me for life. That's what I want. That's what I enjoy. So there's this rapper named The Baby. He had this girl, her name is Danny Lee. And recently, Hopped On Lives, she just had a baby by it. And he said to her, I'm on live right now because she's trying to be all violent or whatever, but really, I want her to get the fuck out of my house. 
And her response was, oh, you're, you want me to leave? But I just had your baby a couple weeks ago. You want to go fuck other women this and third? And I was talking to a friend of mine who essentially, I, I, I'm telling women, like, if you're with a guy who owns his place, I own my house. Yep. If a woman comes over for a month, two months, at some point you're squatting. Yep. You have to understand, nine, I, there's so much human nature which is biologically driven. That's their biological imperative. X guy fucked me. Even if I'm not pregnant, I could be pregnant. And biologically, right before birth control, if you get fucked, you might get pregnant. I could be pregnant. I'm not going to be able to survive out here in the world without a man to take care of me as a pregnant woman. He has this little house. I want to nest my ass in this house, keep the other chicks out. It's their biological imperative. It's, it's number one, the thing they want to do. Of course it is. Think if you were to honestly sit most men down and they were honest and they weren't worried about what society would think of them, right? Let's say it was a double blind trial to tick a box and they'd say, look, traditional family life, one woman for the rest of your life. You stay at home, you're home every day at five o'clock. You play with the kids though. You're a good husband, da, da, da. Or... 10 sons, 10 baby mamas. You see them all when you want. You're pretty, you're cordial with the women. You get along with them. You get to see your children when you decide. The rest of the time, you're a free agent. You want fuck you want your fucking young person. I think a lot of men would be taking that baby mama box. You wouldn't believe it. I think nearly most men. I think most men who are truly honest with themselves go, look, I get more kids. I want more, you know, I get more of them. I get more love in my life because one of them slow, right? I want, I want 10 boys, right? I want 10 boys. Yeah. I get them from a bunch of women. And then even truthfully, if you just tell me now to make that choice and they're saying, well, if you get these 10 baby mamas, three of them are going to stay loyal to you, but seven of them are going to get some new boyfriend, some other guys who be driving Johnny to school. But I ain't doing it. Someone's going to do it. So you want to go fucking, you want to go drive little Tate to school? <laughs> Bro, like, like, have fun, my G. I have no people. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to be like, hey, man, stay away. I'm like, hey, yeah, bro, keep a good guy. I'm in Miami. I'm a fuck. So, bro, this is the nature of the game. All right, so it's about 11 minutes and some change. I wanted to make sure I played that in its entirety because, really, like I said, I've said most of what I needed to say about Tate. I wanted to hear what we're about to hear the fuckery right now. I just want to make sure. Let me see something. Interesting. All right, yeah, I want to make sure that I can at least get this video close to where he begins playing the Vice documentary. By the way, fair use. <clears throat> Check out DJ Academics. And, um, yeah. Says attack. A few months before their arrest, I was in Romania trying to get access to their so-called secret society, the War Room. The War Room is the most powerful network on the face of the planet today. To get inside, I had agreed to endure a professional cage fight in Romania. I know he's going to lose, but wow, he's actually Along with a hundred Tate super... Wait. The dude who's a com who's a reporter did a case match? No <laughs> fucking way. This nigga said a cage match. <clears throat> this how you know this is how you know niggas is shot the fuck out. This nigga said a cage match. Like it's WWE. Nah, that nigga about to get into that to that octagon. Alright. Get into that octagon. Yeah, they had this nigga on the TV. They had the nigga on the uh, the podcast. 
just it's a whole lot of fuckery with this one, man. Whole lot of fuckery. Yo, these woke motherfuckers is next level. The nigga did a case mask just to be around Kate <laughs> to write a hit piece. This is crazy. Now, nah, this is a major shit. Let's be honest. This is a major shit, bro. Revenge. We shouldn't be slaves. We shouldn't be working nine to five jobs. I need to get better. I need to evolve. I'm not tough on myself. Nobody else will be. That's what I learned from entertainment. What I found out. My plan was to sow anarchy. Is that this recent arrest appears to be just the tip of the iceberg? This is definitely a hit piece. I don't care. The real story. We've nearly conquered the internet. Began years. Like you heard it. That was Tristan saying this is definitely a hit, a hit a hit piece, excuse me. And Tate going, Andrew Tate going, I don't care. That this is what they get, man. It's not a good look. And they and they dropped it at a perfect timing, man. Perfect timing. There's not a single female complaining. The there's not a single no, 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 female no. complaining? Have you seen one? Tell me. My ex-boyfriend was radicalized by Andrew Tate. Hey. Sweet. And I got vulnerable to being brainwashed by Andrew Tate and this people. <laughs> what? Oh, shit. Your boyfriend's a fucking idiot. If he could be, quote, unquote, radicalized. Like, yo, you're, they're talking about this thing like he's a Taliban, bro. Yo. My boyfriend was was drafted into ISIS by Andrew Tate videos. What? I don't know what he's done. <laughs> the, yo, look how they title it. The Dangerous Rise of Andrew Tate. That's how they title it. <laughs> Oh, man. The dangerous rise of Andrew Tate. Do you think this is going to be anything positive, bro? <laughs> if you haven't heard of Andrew Tate yet, it's only a matter of time before he pops up on your newsfeed. His videos have been viewed over 11 billion times, and in July, he was more Google than Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump. He's been called the king of toxic masculinity. He's Yo, I've never heard of that. The king of toxic masculinity. I mean, coming from the women who say it, I would actually, that would be a badge of honor. Because, you know, bitches, they can say anything is misogyny nowadays. So, wow, that's a new one. Should, quote, bear responsibility for being raped. We're about to enter his compound in Romania, which was raided earlier this year as part of the rape and human trafficking investigation that led to his arrest in 2022. Is that true that you sequestered an American girl? It's not even part of it's like off limits. Like a shit. Okay. Gee, come back in. Show them how scary you are. Is this the normal level of security you have for your house every day, or is this just for us? This or? is the normal level of security I have my house every day. I'm prepared for all eventualities. It's better to be paranoid. I kind of like cars. I can tell, yeah. This door leads to... I can't take you in there. That's classified. <laughs> Up on there, I can't take you in there either. It's classified. You do, you do that. <laughs> Yo, you know what's so funny? And I, I'm wondering, you know, I, I'm hoping I'm hoping there's really nothing... We're going to get into much more, right? I'm hoping that there's really nothing that is like, oh, shit, this dude is completely fried, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Listen, man. <clears throat> it's not to say, like I said, I'm very, I'm going to stay very neutral on this, on this uh, subject because even if he's innocent, he sort of opened a can of worms with the shit that he went public saying about the cam business and pretty much manipulating bitches. Like, that's self-snitching. But, um... I don't know, man. I don't know about this situation. But I'm wondering if Tate in... In the future is gonna say, yo, I should have told niggas I was joking a little bit. Because I, I think that right there... Bro, I think he's joking. Like... You know, to somebody who hates him, they're going to be like, oh, you can't take me up there? You probably got, like, chicks, like, tied up and, you know what I mean? Like, on some BDSM shit, like some slave sh- No, he's probably also joking, too, bro. Like, bro, nah, there. Like, he's bringing up the places he can't bring you to. Oh, there? I can't take you to. Private. You know what I mean? He's joking a bit, bro. Yo, Chris Bentley, you think he not joking, bro? Yo, come on, my, my G. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to vouch and just say, like, oh, this guy's the most... Just docile, just innocent nigga ever. But, bro, you think that he doesn't know that his charisma and personality is what's selling everything? Come on, dog. You go to any off-limit areas like security, you're going to intercept. So at my point classified, I'm basically saying don't make them put a gun in your face. Got it. TV, which I never watch. World title belts. I was four-time kickboxing world champion. And what's this painting over here? That's my brother. Who else lives here? Is it just you? No, I live here with my brother. I think you're the best version of yourself if you live with other competitive men. I, I don't have loser friends. I ain't gonna lie, you do got a baddie right here, though. He got, he got a painting over right here. here. That's my brother. Who else lives here? Is it just you? No, I live here with my brother. I think you're the best. Baddie. Nah, he, was, he, I, he wasn't capping. He was surrounded by the baddies. Hold on, man. Version of yourself if you live with other competitive men. I, I don't have loser friends. I like sitting down with people and discussing how we can make money from the conflict in Ukraine. That's what I enjoy. I don't want to talk about TV. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, cool. Hi, by the way. Sorry to interrupt. I'm not. Nah, come on now. You gotta check him right here. Listen, man. Stop trying to talk to my chick, bro. Georgia, get Bruv. That's my girl, bruv. <laughs> what are you up to, Georgia? Working. 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 Okay. This is uh Yeah, yeah, bro. You ain't come in for her, brother. Hey, hey, by the way, I'm gonna react very organically. Hopefully, Vice don't got some shit that can shut the stream down. I'm gonna react <laughs> to this whole shit probably. Seems interesting. I've never seen this before. The woman I'm trying to speak to, Georgiana Noghel, would also later be arrested with Tate in December. Georgiana, two coffees, please. Oh. Accused of assisting him in his human trafficking operation. No. Got the Galeen Maxwell. <laughs> Got the Galeen. <laughs> he had his Galeen on deck. That's disgusting, dude. Basura. Treacherous. Trifling. Hey, how's it going? Hi. Hey, how are you? What are these guys up to? Now, listen, he he does have, there is a clip of him talking about, he get he get the top bitch, and, like, the bitches that just come on board, they're bottom bitches. So, like, yo, it's, yo, shit be sounding kind of suspect, man. Conquering the world, my friend. Through what means I run Hustlers University, which is now currently the biggest online educational platform in the world. We've grown extremely fast. We have 110,000 students inside of a year. Hustlers University. Hustlers University. Hustlers University. 
For $49 a month, Andrew Tate's online Hustlers University promises to teach his millions of followers the secrets of modern wealth creation, from crypto trading to dropshipping. And, and this is where this is where my disconnection comes from, right? Like, so as soon as there's a price, as soon as a nigga come in, not even three months in, he's talking about selling something, it should already be a yellow flag at best. Already. No big deal, just the biggest online school in history. Is this a sharp sword or is it kind of a decorative sword? I did a Tate speech about why I have this sword. A Tate speech is like my YouTube channel, Tate speech. Yeah, yeah. And I talked about how the number one problem with the world is that not enough men walk around their houses with swords. Mm-hmm. That, that's up there for sure. Because if more men walked around their houses with swords, so many of the world's issues could be fixed. And by the way, I'm also pausing to say I'm a little skeptical of the editing. I'm skeptical of the editing. Keep in mind, this is Vice's own, and I'm pretty sure Andrew Tate is just not media savvy enough to be like, hey, I want to review all edits, or if we're going to do this, it has to be straight documentary style, where it's unedited in any footage you're going to use, and also start and stop times we get to review type shit, you feel me? Uh, um, Again, I'm I'm being skeptical, but I'm not going to... I'm, I'm going to be very fair on this shit. But you have to extrapolate it. Okay. For example, so the woman panics. She sees something on TV. The man comes home. She's like, oh, you go, we go start working. Look, they're like filming girls in the background doing just menial things like wiping up a counter. You already know this is a hit piece, right? They want to say that you have slaves, right? That's what they're trying to say. <laughs> Master, the- if the man walked around with a sword and she's like, put a mask on, he'd be like, I'm brave. I don't need a mask. I'm a commander. Fuck you. It's just a symbol of empowerment. You got your sword. Your wife starts talking. You're like, shut up. I decide what I do. Be quiet. Cook. Andrew's unashamed, misogynistic, and violent views so far seem to match his YouTube persona. But to find out how he's translated those into viral fame, I accept an invite onto the Tate Brothers podcast, Emergency Meeting, which is also a chance to get acquainted with his brother, Tristan. Welcome to Emergency Meeting, episode 13. We have a special guest, Matt Shea, who is internationally renowned and respected. He's a folk singer, and he's going to sing us a song. Andrew's invited his mate on our show uh, without my consent. I'm just going to have to bite my tongue and listen to you guys talk most of this emergency meeting. Otherwise, I'm going to walk off. So, Matt, Matt, can you introduce yourself? Tell him about your singing career. Tell him where you're from. I ain't going to lie. My boy Tristan, he's seen it. He's seen it. He's seen it. They're all, he's seen it, bro. That's a that's a strong possibility, but that can also just be based on the personality that Tristan has opposite of an Andrew Tate. Right? But yeah, motherfuckers knew that this was a hit piece. Tate knew this this was a hit piece and he didn't give a fuck. Cause at that time or at this particular time, it's about clout. It's about being seen as the quote unquote misogynistic toxic man, you know, that can be, you know, pretty much the scapegoat. And at this point, pretty much a sacrifice. This could be a sacrifice. And I don't mean the sacrifice the way that conspiracy theorists look at it, but I mean a sacrifice in terms of, you know, getting the big dog out of the picture. Right. Get him out of the picture. 
But yeah, they uh they they mentioned this. I think they're getting into the point where they pretty much acknowledge that this is a hit piece the entire time. And yeah. Bro, nigga, this is the matrix, nigga. This is the matrix. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm actually not a folk singer at all. In what? The slightest. No, sorry. What? I'm... Are you calling my brother a liar? You lied to me. Case, yes. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen the clown that hides from gay people? Uh... <laughs> Have you seen? No, I haven't seen yeah. the clown that hides the gay. So people. you've never seen him? No. Is Strange. he here somewhere? Strange. Well, yeah, he's right here. I see him. I see him. All right, let's be nice to our vice friend. So let me be nice to him before he does a hit piece. He's, this is definitely a hit piece. I've warned my brother that this is a setup, and this is what everyone. Wow. I don't care. I'm on. Mission failed. Well, he knew it was coming. He knew it was coming. We clearly conquered the internet. By the way, I watched this broadcast live. Like they have a counter up here. This is Cap. It was never eighty thousand people watching. That's Cap. But they're gonna try to make it seem bigger than life because they're doing a documentary. I wa- I watched. I watch all take content. I ain't gonna lie to you. I do watch all. I watched all the content he's probably ever did. It was not seventy five. I watched this shit live. It was not seventy five thousand people watching <laughs> this shit. But you. <laughs> But see, that's the thing about Andrew Tate. So he's a polarizer. So the people that dislike him are actually the ones that that watch him the most because they need something to talk about. It's like me, for example. I need these toxic women to continue telling on themselves. If they were if they were to just stop telling on themselves, I wouldn't have much content. <laughs> okay? But these other guys, like I said, I said in the last episode, fucking celebrities, low key celebrities are fans of Andrew Tate. You have uh, the Valuetainment guys; they always stick up for Andrew Tate. Before recently, um, Rolo Tomasi always stuck up for Andrew Tate. You know, but then again, all those people are a part of that sort of grift, snake oil salesman type of mentality they're doing the documentary shit like there's gas and everything now i'm clearly unstoppable i'm like the board you've invited the liberal yeah. news media to come they can all life. come just because i'm wearing a gun i'm violent is that how it is just because i have knives all over the table and i'm a kickboxing world champion i'm violent if you are wearing a gun and you have knives that doesn't make you a little bit violent it makes no it doesn't no it doesn't it makes me security aware i don't want to you hear like the liberal mindset because he has a gun on him and a knife. He is a little violent. See, you can't really have conversations with these people. I, I won't kick vice out of my house. I think a few more minutes. So no, we're done with no, it. No, no, you can sing now or you're off the park. During an ad break, Andrew breaks character. Another five minutes and we'll get you out of here. You couldn't talk, you talk shit back, you can annoy us anymore. Don't worry, no, I know, I'm just not very good at That's not breaking character, my nigga. That's breaking character? By just saying, bro, you can talk shit back. I'm already good at talking shit. <laughs> We've had a long career. We have- no, this is, they, they, I mean, by that man's standards, he was pretty much pumped by those two niggas. 
he was punked by the taint. But like I said before, there was this weird exchange <coughs> when it comes to, I would say so more Andrew Tate than Tristan, um, notoriety from his point of view and advice getting a hit piece. I'm sure Andrew Tate didn't think it would come down to these circumstances where he's currently locked up or when they ran down on him. And now these motherfuckers are classified as, as a fucking um, organized crime family. You had sex trafficking, money laundering, and, um, you know, a whole bunch of fuckery. And yeah, this is where we're at today. This is where we're at today. Do um, our normal broadcast. Okay. Kick him off the pod. Come on, man. Have fun, guys. Yeah. Bro, this, bro, he's being nice, and he says breaks character. Bro, he's being nice to you, dog. Dog. He says he's... He, oh, all right, granted, he is saying on on the live stream, I'm kicking him off. He's being mad nice to you in person. Yo, yo, bro, yeah, have a good time. It's cool. This is going to be the worst documentary about us. What are they going to say? I don't know. He has lots of cars and money. All the women love him. He's sexist. Oh, no. Please don't put that on the internet. Who cares? I, whatever. Within minutes of being on their show, the tape content machine snaps into action. Oh, yeah. Wow. Already. That's not within minutes. That nigga is back in his hotel, nigga. That's, this thing is back in his hotel hours later, nigga. Like, stop it, bro. It's not within minutes. Like, you sat there capping? Bro, you're in a fucking hotel, nigga. You're not at Tate's crib still, bro. Act like you walked in the next room and, like, it's just instant. No, my nigga. You're in your fucking hotel, bro. followers and 3.9 million likes and is just posting loads of videos every single day right in the description of his account it says looking to level up your life start here it's a sign up link to the hustlers university <laughs> Look, man, these niggas created armies of men um, looking for tips and all that and all that great things. Hey, it is what it is. But um, you already know Vice is going to make these niggas look like the Illuminati. Vice is going to try to make these niggas look like skull and bones and shit. Watch. Another account, and again, a link to the Hustlers University. He's got a clever formula here. 
It turns out a big part of Hustlers University is an affiliate marketing scheme where boys as young as 13 are instructed to share controversial videos of Andrew with links to the Hustlers University underneath. If someone signs up through your link, you get 48% of their subscription fee. By financially incentivizing 110,000 students to share his content online, Andrew has essentially built an army to make him rich and famous in a very short space of time. And he's tactically avoiding the impact of social media bans because it isn't Andrew himself posting, it's his legion of fans. Yo, Mar- oh, 304 is saying that every, the shit that everyone Mar- thinks. Mar- thank for the gifted. So that's the reason I'm all big on the internet. I'm starting to wonder whether he's just a living me. You're a loser because your mentality is loserish. Some kind of viral marketing campaign to swindle money from confused young men. You never had the life I had, ever. Or if he really believes what he says. All I am offering is the truth. Andrew first appeared on our screens as a reality TV star. I've never been in a situation in my life so far. In my And see, that's what people got to understand. So people have all these fucking conspiracies in the world, right? And you see one one of the more concerning, alarming conspiracies is the childhood superstar, the childhood celebrity, right? Um, the Raven Simones, um, the Gary Coleman's and all these other motherfuckers, right? Those motherfuckers went through the craziest shit, right? I mean, there's some cases where the parents pretty much sell their children to these devils, to the entertainment business. But that's a whole different story. To see all of this shit. Let's get to the good shit. Appearance on the Fresh and Fit podcast. I was like, who are you? They're like, you're under arrest for a suspicion of assault of this dumb hoe. And I'm like, I'm like wait, is it dumb hoe? <laughs> they didn't bother to protect her. I had anonymity because I'm a nice guy. Dumb hoe. <laughs> During the same period, the Tate brothers were recruiting women for a webcam sex business and creating the first of their many online courses, teaching other men how to do the same. called the Tate PhD, or Pimping Hose Degree. She was a fucking couple. I spotted it instantly because she didn't humble herself when she was... Yo! Yo! <laughs> Yo! I gotta bring that back. Yo! Yo! Nigga coming like that? Yo, I had no idea about this shit, guys. Listen, I had no clue about this. Hold up. Girls do living in my house, letting me remaining loyal and fucking bringing me coffees and doing as I say. Likes and is just posting <laughs> loads of videos every single day. Right in the description of his account, it says, "Now I went back too much. Hold up, that shit's funny, man. Pimping hose degree. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm dead, bro. <laughs> Pimping hose degree. 
Oh my God. But your mentality is loserish. Some kind of viral marketing campaign to swindle money from confused young men. <laughs> you never had the life I had. Or if he really believes what he says. All I'm offering is the truth. Andrew first appeared on our screens as a reality TV star. I've never been in a situation in my life so far. In my Alright, we don't need to see all of this shit. Let's get to the good shit. That's right. It's on the Fresh and Fit podcast. I was like, who are you? They're like, you're under arrest for a suspicion of assault of this dumb hoe. And I'm like, wait, like, is it dumb hoe? They didn't bother to protect her. I have a because I'm a nice guy. Dumb hoe. During the same Yikes. period, the Tate brothers were recruiting women for a webcam sex business <laughs> and creating the first of their many online courses, teaching other men how to do the same. I am her everything. It doesn't matter if I fuck someone else because I am her everything. She has nowhere else to go. It was called the Tate PhD or pimping hose degree. So I spot it instantly because she didn't humble herself when she was supposed to. And I'm glad I didn't waste any more time on her because she's never going to be doing like my other girls do, living in my house, letting me fuck other women, remaining loyal, and fucking bringing me coffees and doing as I say. Andrew's... Mission failed. We'll get him next time. This is bad, man. This is cold. This is cold, man. This is cold right here. Closed down the pimping hose degree to focus on the Hustlers University. Luke, the screen's compromised, yeah. So keep it super fucking vanilla. But with a historic rape allegation in the UK. See, now, this is this is what looks bad on his end, right? Because he mentions the webcam business a lot. Or he mentioned it previously. But now, like, it seemed beforehand that he was just trying to move forward from that. But there's there's already footage out there of him pretty much telling motherfuckers how he manipulates these women and how he's able to make profit out of these women. So it's like you can take it however you want to take it. To me, it's fucked up, self-incriminating, but it's funny as shit. It's hilarious. And the Romanian police now looking into him for rape and human trafficking. Yikes! I want to find out more about his methods of recruiting women. Oh my god. Did you at one point say that the girls who started as your girlfriends and then work for the web industry, 100% of the profit goes to you? I think in a lot of households in the world today, the man is in charge of the investments. I think that's not an uncommon thing. Tell me a view I have that you think is genuinely insulting or destructive to society. I'd like to hear it. You would prefer younger women who are 18 or 19 because you can leave an imprint on them? No, when I say leave an imprint, I mean that. I understand what you're trying to say. You're trying to say that, like, if I get her, I can brainwash her. I'm not trying to say that. You meet a girl who's 22 and you're her second boyfriend. She's probably, like, a nicer person. Less jaded, less upset, less suspicious. So you like to be in a position of power. It's not being in a position of power. It's about, I enjoy to show her amazing things. You're trying to attach things to the situation which aren't, which aren't true. Five years ago, you said rape is a terrible thing. But if you put yourself in a position to be raped, then you should bear some responsibility for that. Okay, so first... We agree that rape is a terrible thing. The point I'm trying to make is the best way to prevent yourself from being raped is to have a degree of personal responsibility and not put yourself in positions to be raped, as opposed to standing there saying that rape shouldn't happen because, or men raise our boys better. You know what else shouldn't happen? Robbery. 
I want the freedom to walk down the road with a million dollars in cash. Is it fair to compare the desire to walk around with a million pounds in cash to someone wanting to just walk around their own city at night? Well, female beauty is extremely valuable. Of course, female beauty is extremely valuable in the eyes of men who seek to exploit it. I don't... And see, this is how you know this is a hit piece, right? Instead of that guy responding in that particular way, he waited until that part of the interview was over and he was able to add his own narration. By adding your own narration... You can you can throw in a couple more jabs and you don't have to deal with that face to face result of saying that. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, this is definitely a hit piece. We're going to go through a good portion of this, actually. Shit about having sex with beautiful women. I fuck them so they listen to me. Yikes. So I can get what I actually want. Which... Mission failed. We'll get them next time. It's not them. It's a means to an end. Every single bottom girl was exploited. Bottom girl. That's exactly <laughs> what I <laughs> He called them bottom girls, yo. Trifling, bro. <laughs> this nigga had this nigga didn't give no fucks, man. <laughs> you heard the term oh. lover boy before. The lover boy method. Oh. Yeah. Romantically involving yourself with a woman and then making money. Yo, this nigga sound like the dude who actually told the cops to get the, uh, the indictment or the affidavit, nigga. What the fuck? Off of her in some sort of sex adjacent industry. Firstly, I would call the webcam industry far closer to psychology than sex. The webcam industry has prevented more male suicide than any group of therapists, any action group, any charity ever would, right? Is that true? How can you measure that? Well, I, it's not about measuring, it's about my personal experience. One of the concerns that people have about that, okay, no, first, let, me, is that let, me, let me correct you because I'm a professional. Is that it's similar to what people might consider that a form of grooming. Okay, so I'm a professional, so I have to confirm. I have to change what you just said. I have to at least I have to at least challenge you on it. Nobody's concerned by anything that happened ten years ago when a bunch of girls got rich. There's not a single female complaining. Do you think there's not a single female no, 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 complaining? Have you seen one? Tell me. This is my question about this whole thing. When when the reporter says, "Do you think there's not a single female complaining?" It feels loaded, like he knows something that tape. Of course. Doesn't. Here's my here's my thought. Come on, man. Of course he knows shit that Tate doesn't know. Of course. That's why he's doing the hippies. He'll tolerate, you know, he'll tolerate the ego. He'll tolerate the smart remarks because he has something in the bigger picture for him. And we see now what it, what this hit piece was used for. It's the um, icing on the cake. Excuse me. Already exposing how he manipulates women. Which because of his own stupidity, he get this is his result. Like this is from his own stupidity. Like he literally said this shit on camera. It didn't take much, it doesn't take much digging up to find shit like this. But you know, you got guys who are diehard Tate supporters who are going to stand by him no matter what. And I get it. But me, I'm, I'm very neutral. You know, for the sake of, even though like I, I don't consider him necessarily Manosphere, but 
I don't want to see a nigga locked up for something he did not do. You see what I'm saying? Regardless. So, for me, it's the whole innocent until proven guilty thing. But you got guys in this country using American laws and legislations who are an entirely different country. He's locked down. He's locked up in a different country. They got their own fucking rules out there. It's just something that Western people just don't understand. What's about this? I think the police was in tandem with this nigga to go get Tate caught up. He's he's saying everything that Tate got charged with a month later. Or not charged with because he hasn't been charged. But they're looking into him and he got detained for. The lover boy method. Oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Are you sure nobody's complaining? Keep in mind... If, if everybody's just watching all the internet shit about Tate, nobody's seen any women complaining. That means this... This is my question. <clears throat> and this is just me, like, going beyond the Matrix, right? This is, like, on some architect shit. You feel me? I'm on some architect shit. So, was Tate informed that the Vice guy would possibly be doing interviews with the accusers? of these sexual assaults or did vice decide to cook this shit up the last minute once they found out his shit was being seized etc etc you know what i'm saying but i think it's obvious that you know these people were aiming for the jugular the fucker knew something that nobody else knew how do you know let's keep playing Andrew says no woman has complained about him personally. He won't let us speak to the women who work for him. So for now, it's difficult to verify this. If you came to do a documentary on me, why you got to talk to all the people around me? Unless you're the police. If you're the police, yeah, if you're doing an investigation, you want to talk to my to, to my armed guards outside. You want to talk to my... Well, this see this see, this is all... It sounds good, but let's be realistic. All right, Andrew Tate documentary. What's going to be the What's going to be the fucking main subject on the documentary? Uh, the misogyny. The women, the women claiming misogyny. The women saying everything negative. The women being sexually assaulted, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's not the followers. Who are going to benefit from watching it. It's going to be the opposite end. You know these guys. Vice. Left media. Liberal media. They can't even. They they will, they will refuse to even go center. Within a conversation. So they're, they're already coming for the jugular. <clears throat> going along with sort of this. Um, Trump sort of masculinity, fuck the world masculinity that's looked at by women as toxic. It's easy, like, he was, he just made himself an easy target. That's all this shit is. Secretary, why do you need to talk to so many people? I understand why Tate is like, you came all the way to Romania to do a documentary on me my employees are not public-facing individuals. They're not... Yo, listen. My brother's sitting over there, right? It's my oldest brother. I love him to death. One of the reasons I protect his identity is because he didn't choose a life of 
exposing and having his whole life online. If someone wanted to do an interview about me or whatever, I would feel it's unfair if they're trying to get him to speak publicly because this ain't his life. This is not his life. So I understand when Tate is probably saying, hey, listen, these are women who I might either employ or I might have certain personal dealings with. They're not entitled to speak to you in a documentary that you're trying to do about me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, put like this. It's the reason why I would never show my mom on camera. Like, the closest thing I probably got was when I give to my mom a car. I don't want y'all, like, my mom already, like, freaks out of any little bit. I don't want y'all just pressing my mom. I don't want y'all pressing my brothers. You know what I mean? Like, they live very regular lives, and they should live regular lives. I live a life that's a little bit different. Trust me, I get harassed by strangers. I get harassed by stalkers. People have all (laughs) type of, like, but it's a life I chose. I don't impose that on everybody. And this is why I look at it when they're trying to add that context of, hey, why doesn't he let us talk to everybody who's around? The person who has put his life out there is Andrew Tate. Talk to Andrew Tate. It's claim. But I have spoken to many women who complain about the effect Andrew's rhetoric is having on their lives. Oh, here we go. And And that's where I asked the question once again. Was Andrew Tate aware of the possibility of the women talking against him being in this documentary? Probably wasn't informed. He probably didn't even care about that. This is this is <laughs> this is going to get ugly, man. It's going to get bad. From harassment, I agreed not to name them. Oh no. All right, so if you guys didn't hear that, you know, I guess she had like a boyfriend and shit who was, who became one of the cult members of the war room. And, you know, he learned to be more misogynistic and he threatened to uh, share some pornographic uh, pornographic footage of them two. And, uh, yeah, great. The virus, the things that he's spreading. The scariest thing is, I have no idea if the next guy I meet could be an Andrew Tate man. As a teacher, it's definitely uh, worrisome. Wait. Wait. That's crazy. So wait. Are they saying that just Andrew Tate fans are just... What? This is where I feel like Vice, even allowing this rhetoric and narrative, goes down a very dangerous path. Put it like this. The, uh, I would argue the majority of men are sane individuals. They're not predators. There's regular people. Listen, man. Going Breaking this shit down, man. This is just a classic hit piece. This is a classic assassination of character. Okay? Now... If even a smidget of this shit comes out to be facts, straight up, this he was doing this and that the entire time, that would be a different story. Vice would be ironically looked at as um, worthy media if they were able to point this out months ago and build. And look, to say that the federal government doesn't use entertainment when it comes to getting these celebrities, especially rappers and 
all these other people. It's a it's a fucking lie. They use social media just like everybody else. But whatever unit they have, they have an entire they'll have an entire case on just a couple of people from from one area because they know they're together. Right. If Andrew Tate gets locked up, which just did this did happen late last year, right? Gets his shit seized. And then all of a sudden a teaser, right, of the documentary from Vice that was filmed months ago is all of a sudden coming out. Is there not coincidence? Or is it something beyond that, which I know it's something beyond that. Like I said, this is a classic hit piece executed by Tate's own permission. Trying to be the best version of themselves and be trying to be decent human beings. If someone watches Andrew Tate or if someone watches 50 Cent, let, let's go back. 50 Cent rapped about a lot about violence and murder. I would imagine that the majority, and when I mean by the majority, overwhelmingly the majority, 90% of people who listen to 50 Cent music will not say, oh, he said he got rich or he was going to die trying. Let me go kill somebody or let me go rob a bank to try to do the same. People are rational. You get what I mean? Because someone watches or uh, so. So the point I'm making is because someone listens to 50 Cent doesn't make them a murderer. Just like if someone likes to listen, even during that time in hip hop, we all know that the majority of people that were actually buying the music, the motherfuckers who weren't getting the shit off a of Napster, uh, Morpheus, Limelight, all this other shit, LimeWire, excuse me, all that other shit, white people. That's the art. Look, if black people believe in white supremacy so much, look at it this way. White people were always the ones that were putting majority of the music into the hip hop community. That's that's the reality of it. They're the motherfuckers who's buying merchandise. They're the ones who are actually going to get the CD when it comes out back in those times. They were the supporters. It's still the same today. It's still the same. It has nothing to do with niggas, if niggas listen to it or not, because I can listen to a lot of these artists, but I've never bought a CD a day in my fucking life. Maybe a mixtape, but that shit doesn't do nothing. But but how about the DJ? Uh, which is which would be, you know, on a neighborhood community base, the local person, the local uh, the local talent that people fail to support. But they'll support these mainstream niggas that don't give a fuck about them. They only care about the money that they're able to provide for their album and merchandise. Sounds a lot like the red pill and it sounds a lot like the manosphere. Where these these niggas, these niggas today, they don't have. They they really look. This is this is why when like. the, The people who are looked at as like the extremists or whatever. The only thing they usually are are people who are against whatever is considered normal today. Anybody who does not agree with the way things are, uh, especially when it comes to feminism, 
they're they're public enemy number one. What do they do? They 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 hit niggas off with the same fucking the same labels. Okay, you're a misogynist. All right. The shaming language. It's all it's all the same shit. But with somebody like Tate, he made himself an easy target just off of that I think it's not greed. I wouldn't say it's greed. But it's just that that hunger for clout, you know what I'm saying? Like that hunger of uh, that hunger for clout, because he knows this is how the business works. Like when you're canceled at a level where Tate is at, and you can just jump onto another platform and get like hundreds and thousands of people who were originally doing content on YouTube and all these other platforms that jump on the rumble too. That's a big fucking deal. So they can't, they, they couldn't, they couldn't really exile him through social media. Cause by that point he already had people sharing his content repeatedly. I think during like 2021, That's when I started seeing a lot of his shit within like the the short stories. Are they called short stories? Whatever the fuck they're called on YouTube. And um, when somebody gets canceled, it's almost like you have to take it the opposite way. Like it's not about him lying about something. It was about him exposing something. Which, which is why he'll get put into that category. It's easy to get women against you if you're out there publicly talking the way that you're talking. It's easy. Like I said, he's, he, he made himself an easy target. Now, what does this, what will this prove at the end? Probably nothing. Maybe in the future he should make some, you know, better decisions about, you know, exposing the game you know, how he operates the webcam business, especially if he ain't doing the shit anymore, he should stop mentioning that as soon as possible. Cause, uh, they going to bury him with that alone. View a video of Andrew Tate doesn't make them just a degenerate or a evil anti-woman. Um, uh, I'm abusive person. Does that make sense? I think that's fair. There are boys who look up to him, especially those that are maybe vulnerable and they're sort of going to go into the real world, carrying those violent views with them. I'm 14. The boys at school my age think that it's okay to say horrible things like women are man's property and they get to do what they want with them. It's really disappointed in my generation. Andrew's views represent a new era in modern misogyny. Where you can now not only talk openly about subjugating and objectifying women, but doing so actually garners millions of committed fans. They don't believe the level that you can operate at and actually achieve. The most hardcore of them have traveled here to Romania to join the War Room. The War Room is a fraternity. We're a brotherhood which is designed to inspire the best from our brothers. They have to have us. Now look, a lot of guys, a lot of guys are into the conspiracy theories. I always pointed it out. (laughs) 
like when you know he puts up the you know the pyramid because that's really what it is it's it's the pyramid it's a uh, it's pretty much coded language that the higher ups use amongst one another to display rank and where they're at and the particular um, fraternal fraternity right so the the fact that he considers it brotherhood and the fact that he considers it a fraternal order or fraternity that that raises a lot of alarms for me but just on a conspiracy level and, and it, it's no coincidence that he holds his hands in the pyramid he said the same thing that his father did the same thing so by that logic and by well this type of logic which is just bear with me would solidify the fact that his father was actually a part of the brotherhood which is funny that they play on the you know the checkered floor which is, you know, pretty much used in Freemasonry. Listen, I'm not going to go too deep in the rabbit hole. Let's continue. Have the mentality and the pedigree to survive. There's tests, and if you do them, you can stay aside. At the top of Andrew's fraternity is a small group of wealthy and powerful men who all stand to gain significantly from the expansion of his empire. This inner circle is not happy that I'm here. After our testy exchange this morning, Andrew invites me to watch him trade. No, but it turns out he's planning on teaching me a lesson. There you go. I appear to have unintentionally walked into a situation where Andrew Tate is going to train me out of box. Pumping. I meet and get punched in the face by the inner circle of the war room. <laughs> this is exactly what Tate be talking about. Yo, Tate just pretty much told his dude to just box and be among the people that he's fraternized with. And you know what he's probably thinking? This nigga Tate doesn't abuse me. Like, I don't want to <laughs> box. I don't want to get punched in the face. But here's the thing. You travel. The nigga lives in Romania. It's not like he lives in Minneapolis or New York City. You travel probably took three planes to get to where he's at. He probably told you, hey, if you're going to come do an uh, interview with me or do a documentary, you got to be down for the ride. You agreed to be down for the ride. You go on this live stream. You're getting this exclusive interview. But now, you know what I mean? Why do you think it's for sympathy? It's not like they're saying you got to get your ass beat. You could have been like, yo, bro, I don't want. No, it's just it's it does two things. One. You got to realize the network. You got to realize the company. It's Vice. The target, Andrew Tate. They want Tate to be the bad guy. They want Tate to be the misogynistic, uh, the misogynist. They want Tate to be everything that they want him to be for the hit piece. And it just so happens when, when things go bad for Tate, they release the hit piece. None of this. As a matter of fact, if I got to go fight like you guys supposedly do, I don't want to come. You know what I said? All right, cool. It's not going to happen. In the world Andrew is creating, not only are women to be subjugated, 
Sorry, that almost felt like I got knocked out. But men defined by their capacity to inflict violence. Okay, okay. Tap out. You stop. You were like, all right, pause, time out. Like, if that were happening in a street fight, would someone stop? No, no. So that's your reaction. I need to fight back. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, you right. The Warring is a network. We have 10 meetings a year. The next one's going to be in the mountains of Transylvania. You could do it, but I don't know, my friend, if you're prepared. We've left Bucharest and we're driving into the Carpathian Mountains to meet Andrew and his inner circle for the war room, which is going to involve something called the test. Yo, these, <laughs> Yo, these niggas are on key with the music, man. They're playing this evil like villain type of music man they're really setting this nigga up man i've made it into andrew tate's war room where 100 of his <laughs> biggest fans have flown in from all across the world each paying five thousand dollars to have their manhood tested by the one they refer to as commander five thousand dollars five dollars see this is that grifter shit this is why you know this is why I don't I listen to Tate because he's entertaining, but I don't really like I know it's hard to explain. It's like you listen to a comedian. Right. But a lot of comedians, you know, the Cat Williams, Dave Chappelle used to be funny. Dave Chappelle used to keep it real. But, you know, shit happens. But, you know, comedians, you can tell when they're being funny and when they're actually being serious about something. But they have the excuse to do that. And you have the ability to do that as long as you're funny. This situation, man, it's it's a no good situation. It's a no good situation. None of us know what he has in store. I welcome you all to the test. There is a cage fighting event, and every single one of you has been paired against a professional fighter. You will fight in the cage on national television, and it's a real fight. There are two paths you can go down. You can agree to fight, or you can decide that it's not for you. You have one hour to think and make a decision. That's going to be a hard no for me. Maybe I'll do a yes just to learn a little bit more of what happens and then definitely pull out at some point. Does anyone have any questions to ask me? There's no training before this fight. If you've been walking through life too lazy to fucking train, is that your problem or my problem? I couldn't help overhearing some disagreement within the world. It's gonna be funny, We have ambulance. We have. Wait, what the fuck? Wait, how did they have such great audio? This is some, like some. You know the movie shit where the nigga's all the way over to the left and he just does some shit and he can hear y'all. Call. How the fuck? Because I know Andrew's not wearing a wire. I know he's not wearing a wire. How the fuck they just heard that conversation? And every single one of you has been paired against a professional fighter. You will fight in the cage on national television. And you know that's another good point that he proved out that I kind of comprehended the last the last minute. Really, you think this nigga showed up to Vice and didn't bring any other people with him? Any other people that could be mic'd up, that could get other audio, other conversations? Other things going on in the background. Come on, man. You can't be that ignorant. It's a real fight. There are two paths you can go down. You can agree to fight or you can decide that it's not for you. 
You have one hour to think and make a decision. That's going to be a hard no from me. We have ambulance, we have medics. Nobody gets nobody fucking knocked out. Don't worry about it. At the center of it all was Andrew's right hand man, Iggy Semmelweis. Here I will share with you my secrets. He's the self-proclaimed greatest hypnotist in the world. You will learn the power of hypnosis. And seemed to have an agenda that expanded beyond the worm itself into something larger and darker. Your sons will marry their daughters. Your daughters will marry their sons. You will create legacies. Enjoying those juicy steaks, that finer scotch, those smoother cigars. He refused to speak to us, but it's clear that he has a... That nigga's a real psychic. <laughs> no, that's a real psychic. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, if you get the psychic to talk to y'all, he's definitely fake. Yo, if the psychic talks to y'all and y'all made the hippies, y'all are fake. <laughs> the psychic scene, yo, the psychic really, that's a real psychic. Nah, nah, I'm good, bro. I, bruv, bruv, I know what y'all doing, bruv. <laughs> okay, yo, no, the psychic real chat. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm gonna hold you, chat. That psychic really real. You gotta give him credit. Kudos to him. Here's a funny thing. Why he ain't tell Tate that though? Big role to play in whatever the war room's real agenda is. This is the war room. Now it's decision time. You are getting in the cage to fight a professional fighter who is trained to hurt you. Anyone who is fighting, please stand up. Anyone who is not fighting, you can stay seated, and we will begin the other program. Just like that, a third of the room decides to get beaten up for Andrew Tate. What happens to the people who said no? They're doing something slightly different, describing the reasons they didn't do it, how that affects their life as a whole, whether they're going to make any changes in the future to be more ready for opportunities. That's where honor comes from, right? From victory. One of the men who said no agrees to speak to us as long as we hide his face. Snitch! Why did you say no? I have been in the ring before, but just sparring. But I'm not hiding this nigga's face. I can tell who this nigga is. If I was at that event, I can tell who this nigga is based on this. The nigga with the buzz cut and, and the fucking, like, faux hawk. Nah, nigga, I know who you are, bro. Bruv. But just sparring. But I was like, fuck, professionals and Russians, like, they, they, they guys are serious. I was just too scared. So then afterwards, I felt bad about myself, and I was angry at myself. Because it came here to be tested. Andrew Tate has obviously said a lot of kind of controversial things online. Yeah. What do you think about that? But I think the bottom of his message is a very, very positive one. Because I'm not tough on myself. Nobody else will be. Nobody really cares about me if I don't care about me, right? That's what I learned from Andrew Tate. People who decided this morning and people who decided at later day here. We have a chaperone following us. We've been told that we're not allowed to talk to anyone. What about in passing, asking people like one single question? Let me run it. By the way, I believe that would be natural, and that's very fair. If a guy has an entire business that you're trying to do a documentary on, again, he's trying to be as accommodating as possible. First of all, you're going around his back interviewing people he didn't tell you to interview. He should give you a chaperone. 
Do you think you can walk into motherfucking, I don't know, any type of huge hedge fund or JP Morgan or any of these financial institutions that really hire up and do a documentary? And they said, oh, go in any room you want. Talk to anybody you want. Talk to the secretary, CEO, the fucking financial manager. No. When you usually go somewhere, they say, hey, these are the people you could talk to and these are the questions you could ask. That's not like I know they're trying to make him look bad. And and, and again, if there's something that's wild and here's the thing. Do I think this whole fighting thing is wild? I would say yes, except the niggas tell you that's what they do. <laughs> but you got you got Tate, whether people like him or not, whether people are a fan of him or not. He's a trained martial artist. All right. If he wants to start a fight club as a trained martial artist and have other trained martial artists show up and train these individuals to become that, there's nothing wrong with that. Even in this point, there's really nothing wrong with it because whether people like him or not, he's the professional. And I'm sure he has other people who fought professionally to chaperone and make sure these people don't kill each other. That's just my personal opinion, though. That's what they do. And, they, and they're giving niggas options. They're not saying you got to fight. They're saying you could choose. P- Apparently, two-thirds of the people chose not to fight. So I'm still trying to look at what the fuck makes this whole thing look crazy. And by the way, when we get there, or if we get there, I will definitely point it out. This might take before we film. No other Okay. All right. We should get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Our chaperone vets who we speak to and tries to heavily control our questions. What do you do? that you're not okay. some sort of right wing extremist. Why did you join the war? I don't want to be fucking stagnant. I need to grow. It's just a fundamental shift in my mindset. What I think could be bad is always good. For the war, I used to think, why is this happening to me now? What is this trying to like teach me? About Andrew Tate specifically and the things he says online, things that get him negative publicity. Yeah. What do you think about this? Things. I think you're speaking the truth. Really? Yeah. Interviewing under the chaperone's supervision is proving restrictive. Yeah. No, no fucking, no alpha craziness. He's a bit of a, he's an animal as well. So we can't speak to anyone? Okay. Who is this mysterious chaperone? Hey, man. Matt, how are you? Good, good. How are you? Um, I was wondering if we could have a little chat. Yeah. It's me. Like most Warren leaders, he has a sports car. Do you want to do the interview in? That big Ferrari, nigga. That big Ferrari. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't see why not, man. And like most people with a sports car, he's keen to show it off. See, there's always that balance. Like, I'm always in the middle of this, right? You're already doing a hit piece on this nigga, so you're going to go to his associates. You're going to go to another guy who's living in the same sort of financial space as Tate, right? He has a Ferrari. He looks like somebody that the vice guy obviously doesn't like. You see what I'm saying? So it's like for the vice guy, this is a perfect opportunity to display how much of a douchebag this guy is, how much he shows off his money, how much he's a potential misogynist, etc. 
they call you? In these circles, uh, sartorial or the sartorial advice who manages uh, organizational risk and security for the war room. So anyone with any criminal activity, maybe they're showing signs of being racist or sexist or any of these sorts of things, they're out straight away. We, we will not tolerate that. And so how do you reconcile that with some of the things that Andrew, for example, says online? Any claims of misogyny or the fact that he's you know, spreading hateful words, that's not the reality of who he is, and that's not what the Warham stands for, and that's not what he stands for. There are many clips of him out there saying, I'm not a misogynist, I provide for my women, I would stand up for my women in a violent situation. What do you think his detractors would say about, for example, what you just said, the phrase, my woman? Do you think that they would consider that to be misogynist? The phrase, my woman, for me, ties into the very traditional values that we have. Andrew's well known for talking a lot about his multiple girlfriends. How does that tie into this idea of a traditional relationship? Men at certain levels can provide for multiple women. And even we can go back uh, 100 years ago, kings, you know, wealthy men, they would support multiple families. How is that a bad thing? It's only very recently that men and women have been competing in pretty much in, in masculine realms, in work, in career. Not that long ago, and, and indeed in many cultures around the world, women still have the traditional gender norms. And we believe in the war, and that's what leads to happiness. Rather than a career or, like you have, you know, your own agency in the world to pursue. And see, this guy, like I said, he's a lefty, vice, so he's going to stand on the side of women, right? But regardless of what they believe, it's never going to essentially happen. Like, these guys who are already at that point, they can, they can have that option. Most men can't. So they only look at, they look at Andrew Tate as like the superhero in a lot of ways, right? And, you know, he has this ability to be with multiple women, have multiple sports cars, and still bring up some good points when it comes to masculinity. But in all actuality, when you look at... I mean, like, like, like Vice, like Vice is the easy target too because they're doing a classic hit piece, very obvious. And when you have, maybe Andrew Tate was joking when he says that the, he knows that they're doing a hit piece. Maybe he generally believed that Vice was going to give them a, a a fair deal or a fair opportunity. But at the same time, maybe it was just Andrew Tate, you know, building things up, wanting things to be more, you know, outlandish than what it truly is, which later on varies them. Your own goals. The women who I know who are most fulfilled in life are not trying to do the things that traditionally men used to do. What about a situation where, this is just popped into my head, where I want my girlfriend, who I love, mm -hmm. to be a kept woman, mm -hmm. but she doesn't, she wants to pursue a career or something like that? Then find a different woman. Very simple. <laughs> The core belief driving the war room and what men here are seeking is a misogynist fantasy of a time when they were kings and What? <laughs> yo, yo, this nigga is wild. <laughs> yo. <laughs> hey, hey. I will yo. say um traditional gender norms has now been reimagined to be very um misogynistic. What the dude said was basically saying, hey, listen, um, women traditionally, which obviously there's a historical 
um, background to this, uh, women usually did not try to seek or sought out to be the breadwinner. They were okay with being, or not even okay, but they were happy with being the the person who ran the household, okay, right? Like provided for the kids, took care of everything, right? That I don't believe that was a misogynistic time. I think that was just, and by the way, you know, somebody might, you know, I'm trying to debate my own self in a sense. Somebody might be like, well, that's before they could make money and OnlyFans and all this shit. Cool. But I don't think that was a misogynistic time. That's what I believe this dude just said. Y'all could tell me if I'm wrong. And the dude is just niggas in the war room. They just want to be kings and just have like peasants. Support multiple <laughs> families. How is that a bad thing? It's only very recently that men and women have been competing in pretty much in, in masculine realms, in work, in career. Not that long ago, and, and indeed in many. I see somebody says because women weren't allowed to work. Um, no, if you believe that the origin of you know, gender roles came from just women being subjugated or prevented from doing certain things. I just, I think you don't understand what a family is. You know, you know, I've said this on Fresh and Fit before. It's not about red pill or manosphere ideology. Put it like this, yo. You know, I, I've had many arguments, right, with people who, uh, women who are very career-oriented women. And I say, if I started a family with you, how would that go? So you're chasing your career. I'm trying to chase my career. I make more than you. Now, maybe maybe if it's a woman makes more than the guy, that, that's different too, right? But I'm saying, listen, whoever who makes more, and yo, here's the thing. You need one person to provide financials. You need another person to provide nurturing to actually, and, and by the way, I, I, wouldn't, I don't look down on the, the person who's, going to be spending their time, whether in the household, be saying, hey, listen, I'm taking care of the kids. That's a very noble job. It's actually really important. Like when I remember me growing up, I remember my grandmother. I remember my mother. I remember like, you know, ma usually maternal figures kind of giving me the guidance to, that I could become me. That's I'm just saying. Very noble. In these days and age, everybody thinks you could continue family with nobody making sacrifices. Unfortunately, you have to make a sacrifice, I believe. If you don't want no kids, cool. Y'all both chase it back. But, but, but here's the reality. Let's think about Offset and Cardi B. Yo, Cardi B is, is one of the biggest female rappers, period. If she wants to have a family with Offset, she's probably going to have to delegate maybe at least six to six or seven months to having a kid. Maybe she can't be on the road traveling all over the place. That's what family is. Family is sacrifice. You have these new age women who are making an income, whether it's OnlyFans or whatever. They're trying to act like they're more than a woman who is down to say, hey, listen, I might not be a top earner, but I know how to hold down a household. Mm. Nobody wants to do sacrifice no more. I think that's a problem. And again, I'm not saying women have to make the sacrifice, but there has to be the sacrifice. Obviously, if a woman is making a million dollars a year and the dude is making 50,000, but usually a woman... Let's be realistic. And this is where... 
this goes outside. I'm about to end this episode, actually. This is where this goes a little outside of this whole thing. All right, so a woman that's making more money is not going to want a man who makes less. We'll get that out of the way. Because traditionally speaking, she ain't going to do nothing financially for the man to begin with. Maybe a gift, a small gift. And that's like six, maybe maybe six months down the relationship, possibly. But she's not the one to invest in the man. The man is the one expected to invest in her. <laughs> okay? So, all right, so DJ Academics is like a millionaire. He has access to bitches from his status and his money, right? Okay? His his view on women is going to be entirely different than the guy who looks just like him without the money and without the status. We know this, realistically speaking. That guy may have no fucking play from women. Money only changes so much. You get somebody like Andrew Tate. He was known for being on, and this is what I meant to talk about. You know, people bring up conspiracy theories and shit. Well, you know, this guy was on a show called Big Brother. You know, before even, you know, he was was pretty much looked at, not as childhood, but as a young sort of television star. Then he became a kickboxer. Well, he's been a kickboxer. You know, now it's, it's, he's became, I wouldn't say he's became a leader amongst the men today, especially Generation Z, because, you know, this is a society that is pretty much built on fatherless homes and no positive male role models. So it's like, it's like the extreme you know, would you rather have your son expired, um, inspired and motivated by a drug dealer, a gang member, or would you have him um, inspired by somebody like Andrew Tate? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, however people look at this nigga. Uh, me personally, I mean, for the time being, until, you know, he is looked at as guilty, I'm going to remain neutral. I mean, the claims are wild. I don't know the man personally to decide. I've taken his side when it came to him being canceled because I thought that was bullshit. But other than that, you know, this is a little bit more serious. And you got Vice doing the hit piece. You got Andrew Tate agreeing with the hit piece. But hey, what else can I say? Except it's the end of another day. It's 8 p.m. We're near two hours in. I didn't think I was going to go through this whole thing, but I went through 44 minutes of this hour and 11 minute video. Shout out to DJ Academics. Um, I'm not going to be doing much of Andrew Tate unless I know there is something solid out to speak on. Um, But yeah, in the meantime and in between time and until next time, and I'm going to be doing something tomorrow, by the way, uh, for Sunday, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of The Crimson Capsule Chapel, signing out. Peace.